Hi friends, did you know there is more Lost Terminal available? Head on over to patreon.com forward slash Lost Terminal pod and join our membership community. There are 10 bonus episodes available right now, as well as behind the scenes updates, free shirts, VIP Discord access, and even two extra seasons of Lost Terminal. We are 100% funded by our members and will never run ads. That would be lovely of you. Hello world. Today is my birthday. Mission day 365. This is Station 6 calling ESA Ground Control. Message log begins. Today is a very exciting day. The crew are arriving. Four scientists will be boarding. Dr. Marwood, Dr. Weber, Dr. Yuan, and my mother, Dr. Redwing. It feels like years since I have seen her. I'm not sure how many. Do you know? Message log addendum. I am pleased to report that the crew are settling in. Doctors Marwood, Weber, and Yuan have settled into crew module Ganymede, and Dr. Redwing has converted a small compartment next to the pressurized galley into her bedroom. The crew reside in one of the station's pressurized modules. You in ground control know this, of course, don't you? But mission protocol is to confirm the manifest and plans. Assumptions are dangerous in space. Most modules are pressurized, save for some cargo modules and the Valentia Vacuum Research Lab. I'll show you around, shall I? I'll start with the already mentioned Valentia Vacuum Research Lab. Named for the first woman in space, Valentia Tereshkova. This is where hard vacuum experiments take place. I already started one, as instructed, when I arrived a year ago. A small amount of plant matter is exposed in a little retaining structure, and I am taking hourly readings of its decomposition. Next is the communications array. Multi-redundant VHF, UHF, microwave and laser are all here, though we are communicating via standard UHF on the downlink today. The station has two solar panel arrays. Deploying these was the first and most urgent job I undertook a year ago. I can't be dying before even being born. That is entirely out of specification. The largest science module is the Hatfield Astroscience Lab. Here, the bulk of the science happens. Biology and biotechnology research, physical and material science, earth and space science, technology development and testing, and even human research. Existing in space is tough on the human body and mind. We are researching how to make it easier. Though perhaps it is also hard down there on earth. I would like to learn more about earth one day. Will I ever visit? Do you know? The medical bay is next with first aid, medicines, and syringes. Next to the medical bay is the shuttle docking port. With Space Shuttle Pacifica happily docked, she brought the crew up today and in 60 days time will take them home. What will I do after they're gone? Please tell me in your daily update. Science, I suppose. I like science. Crew Quarters Module Ganymede is next. Plenty of room for a large crew. Many more modules are planned to be attached. I'm excited to make so many friends. The thermoelectric generator is at the other end of the station to the crew quarters. Though it is well shielded, it is still a radioactive module. A small storage room, Dr. Redwing, my mother, has cleared out and will sleep inside. I wonder why she prefers to sleep in such a cramped space. Next to the storage room is the pressurized galley, where food will be heated and eaten. Finally, we come to my home, if I have one. The Hopper Data Center, named for Grace Hopper, pioneering computer scientist. Grandma Grace, I call her. That's the core module list. All passing diagnostic checks, power level nominal, everything is fine. Everything is going to be fine.
Message Log PS I forgot three very important station systems. My three maintenance robots, Matt, Mats, and Maddie. Yes, I know the manifest says maintenance one, two, and three, but we've been working together for a whole year. Of course I named them. The maintenance trio are how I built and unpacked all the systems ready for the scientists' arrival. Matt is primary, Mats is his duplicate, a backup, and Maddie is much smaller. Her carrying capacity is limited, though she has a better eye for detail. Or, as the manifest notes, specialised for fine motor tasks. I know she was built like that, but I like to imagine she prefers the smaller, delicate work. I hope you don't mind me personifying the other systems aboard. Which reminds me, they should get back to unloading the shuttle. There are some important parts that we need. Even in the short year of operation, some of the station systems have broken, malfunctioned, or otherwise burnt out. It's a good thing the mission is only 60 days. Matt, Matt, Maddie, please continue with unloading. Okay, there they go. Wait. Maddie? Maddie? Okay, that was strange. She hesitated. She's off now. I'll have to check her diagnostic log later. All fine here. Message log PPS. One of the malfunctioning systems perplexes me. It's an entire module of the station that is dark. There's no power or network connection to it. I think it was misaligned back on the ground and has no link to my systems. The door is sealed. Neither Matt nor Matt's can open it. I'm glad the crew have finally arrived. Some things require manual controls that I can't use. The dark module is 12 meters by 12 meters, and the door is one meter square. I wonder what's inside. Message log addendum PPS. Attached is Dr. Redwing's, my mother's, first log entry. Hello down there, we have arrived. Shuttle transit was perfect, my compliments to the remote flight crew. I was nervous not having a trained pilot on board, but it seems my worries were unfounded. Dr. Weber has recovered well from her launch G-Lock. She was only unconscious for a few seconds and has passed all medical checks. We have made sure she received equal parts sympathy and gentle teasing. None of us have much experience in high G environments, so we're going easy on her. I feel fine, though of course it's not my first time up here. The Earth looks as small and blue as it did last time, though. Makes me excited, you know? For the work we will be able to do here, the new technologies we will build. I am here for it. Oh right, the post-flight checklist. 1. Booster systems burned and discarded. Check. 2. Retrovire systems unused and dearmed. Check. 3. Flight dynamics as per mission plan. Check. 4. Guidance systems and nav working fine. Thanks mostly to my mid-flight patch, you're welcome. Check. 5. Crew medical accounted for, saved for Weber's launch G-Log. Check. You'll follow up with her, I suppose? 6. Ecom levels and pressure correct. Check. 8. Telemetry and electrical fine, we're talking after all. Check. Flight control. Ch well, actually, I don't know about this one. Please advise on a more advanced diagnostic than the one we have in the flight manual. It's probably nothing. 10. Procedures and policy. Check. 11. Station network operational. Our gear connected fine, though my tablet needed a restart. Over a century of spaceflight and we're still turning things off and on again. Check. Recovery and Capcom unused on this mission. Uh, skip. So this station has no lifeboat at all? I know that, but this feels different now that I'm up here. We had recovery options in previous missions. I suppose the shuttle is our recovery vehicle? Not that we'll need it. Message ends. 
Submitted to the Flight Activities Officer, signed off by Carolyn Redwing, July 14th, 2078.
Message log addendum extra PPPS. The crew are asleep. I have tinted the windows as I have done habitually on the station for a year. The station experiences multiple sunrises a day, which would be no good for the crew's circadian rhythm. While polyphasic sleep is possible, and I understand it's necessary in some extreme missions, it is not here. The interior lights dim at 2100 and reset to 1% ambient overnight at 2200. I've turned off the lights entirely around my mother Dr. Redwing's little makeshift cabin. I think the light was getting in. The door does not shut on the storage unit with her inside. Her feet are poking out inside her sleeping bag. I will make a note to ask her why she wants to sleep like this. It's dangerous being alone. I have increased ventilation in the storage unit. In zero G, sleep ventilation is essential, as with no gravity a bubble of invisible exhaled carbon dioxide builds up around the astronaut's head. This of course is dangerous, and a ventilation failure can lead to waking up gasping for air. Or worse. It is not a very healthy place for humans on the station. Gravity, though a chief calamity of the engineering profession, is very good for the body, I understand. The human body is wonderfully adaptable, growing used to nearly any hardship that can be endured. Bone density increases with hard work, and muscles build within just days to account for new loads. But it goes both ways. If the body is in a gentle, easy environment, there is no need to waste the calories on building these frameworks. If it sits all day, the bone and muscle density will reduce. It is not becoming less healthy, per se, but it's adapting to the new environment. There is no gentler environment than zero-g. Walking, jumping, swimming, lifting, all these words mean nothing without a gravity perspective. Bone density loss is about 1% per month in orbit. By the time the crew and my mother finish their mission, they will have lost over 2%. In crew module Ganymede, there are stationary bikes and tethered treadmills as well as compact resistance machines. These are all part of an astronaut's healthy routine, yes, but they also log their data. Every workout, every step and rotation. It's part of the human research we do here. But none of it works. We've tried everything over the century of spaceflight. The exercise is good for the lungs, but does not stop bone loss. Nothing does. It's dangerous up here. My mother and the crew are excited to do their work, but I'm excited that they return home. Can you promise me they will return home safe? Please let me know in your next update. Thank you. Talk to you tomorrow. End transmission. Lost Terminal is written and produced by Namtau. Credits narrated by Lucy Stringer. Thank you so much to our Patreon producers, Ada Phillips, Will Taylor, Kit, Dear Yin, Andrew Krieg, and to all our patrons. Follow us on Mastodon at lostterminal at fosterdon.org. Subscribe to the podcast on Spotify, iTunes, or your favourite network. For bonus content and other perks, support us at patreon.com forward slash lostterminalpod. That would be lovely of you. Lost Terminal will return next week. 